You're listening to The Dropouts. Welcome to episode 19 of The Dropouts. My name is Morgan. And I'm Jess. And today we are talking about how one person can impact the world uh, in both a global way and a micro way. Uh, But before we get into our topic of conversation, obviously we do an update with just what's going on in our life the last week. Uh, Jess, what have you been up to? Um, I have been busy in the shop actually I got a big logo out and other stuff actually without going too much into it at one point because I've I've been feeling very like called like create like my creative creative juices <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way that's cool um have like I've just been really really inspired by like woodwork like I just have been felt because I haven't felt that way in a while honestly like I haven't really been feeling the whole woodworking like being in the shop I just I think there were just a lot of things like weighing over me and I just had like kind of a creative block that I've been trying to kind of let dissolve a little bit on its own a little bit with me like kind of picking away at it Mm -hmm. but like giving myself trying to be patient with myself because I knew that like you know going too forcefully into that it just wouldn't help in the long run and I just like I have just so many ideas I've been loving being in the shop again it just has been so nice that I genuinely have been enjoying it and I was kind of reflecting on how um I was like I haven't really been taking a lot of orders this summer which was on purpose like I wasn't really like opening and telling people about orders and I haven't really since but within like the couple days of me like really leaning back into the shop and spending more time out there and like getting stuff done Within like two days, I amassed like over five thousand dollars in orders, like in two orders, and I'm like, that's so like weird. The timing of that, where like I've been so shut off from the shop. They're actually neither of them are like logos. They're like just like custom pieces, like like decor. So, but they're both like really like in like really really in-depth I like posted a picture of one of them to like my close friends on Instagram like to makers and stuff and everyone's like don't do it you're gonna hate yourself (laughs) and I was like I was like I just like really really want to like I think it would be so cool and it's not that Arabic one or whatever is it because that looked like a nightmare you're you're smiling like it is are you doing that Jessica (laughs) (laughs) is it Arabic I don't even know it looks like Arabic yeah yeah um or sanskrit or something it's yeah it's the 99 names of of allah um and i'm so sick in the head so sick in the head i gave him some different options like some including like engraving or like all the way up to like hand cut and like combined so he's deciding like on the like the final um like level of complexity i guess but i mean it would it would take me like and he's in no rush obviously but like I would probably devote like an entire month to it once I'm caught up with the rest of my orders and just like literally just do that but I just imagine like doing like I I mean we all know I have focus issues we all know that we talk about that a lot and I struggle when I have like a bunch of things going on and um like just the thought of having like one order and just doing that and like being able to do videos and like just my my entire shop focus 
is like on one piece like i've wanted to do that for so long and like financially it would make like it's possible with this piece Mm -hmm. but i also within the last 20 nothing's set but i have another lead on like a guy who's like completely designing his house from scratch and like wants a bunch of like wood like he's like I don't even remember the style that they that they said, but it, like something really cool, and just like wanting a bunch of like install things, like nothing that like, nothing like huge, huge, but things that I can like that I'm capable of doing. So like that's something that I'm excited to like look more into. But yeah, between, and like the other order that I haven't posted pictures of because I'm gonna make it a surprise, but it's going to be so so cool. So I'm excited to do those after I do your logo it's like next up on my list I'm so fucking excited it's been a launch Morgan has been so patient with me I um, keep forgetting about it because that my I life know. is so chaotic yeah, so know. I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna get I'm it. like I hope she knows I haven't forgotten about it even though I think she probably has um so we need to like I'll talk to you about that off the podcast <laughs> anyways I just wanted to say like I thought it was very interesting the timing of that because I've been so closed off from shop stuff and like just really like dreading being in the shop like the last few months um and then once I started finally feeling like I because I didn't even put it out there that I was like you know I'm open for orders or whatever but like just that literally within like 24 hours of that energy shift that I felt um that happened like all those orders Mm -hmm. came in so I was like that's pretty cool that's awesome that well, that actually happened because like now I'm, I'm just like really excited i mean i was already like excited to yours and stuff but like there were th- like humps that i had to get over before that mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i was kind of i was kind of pumped about that so i'm excited that's um, good and yeah are you gonna do it like are you gonna wait till after the holidays to start like those projects or would you dive in? um it'll be it'll be once I finish like the things in the queue like it's I've already said like it I won't touch it until because it's gonna be like I want to like clear what's already on my queue before starting it um and yeah so like that could be my entire focus yeah because otherwise I I won't be able to focus I'll think about everything I mean that that was like it was a I didn't even think about any other option but that I was like I will not start this until um everything else is done so yeah, and it, with, with I know, like, most people probably have no idea what we're talking about in terms of the design, but it's a very, like, that's how I was like, there's no way you're doing that, right? Because she sent, like... Not a, a single person was like, oh, yeah, you should, that looks fun, <laughs> you should do that. Literally, people, I got people who are like, have you started designing a straight jacket yet? Have you, do you have a padded room on rent, like, that you can go it's put yourself so in? It's so intricate. It's so many, it's, I think, I think the difficult thing is that, like, Arabic is so... Is it Arabic? Am I? Yeah. Is it or okay? I don't. Um, I be mean, culture, yeah, I think, sensitive. Yeah, because there's all the different. I mean, yeah, it's like he, yeah, he's Muslim, and they're like the all the words for God, like in the. Okay, so it's like well, it's very obviously like the script is go google it you can go literally you can go google it curly and it's beautiful. It's just very intricate, and like if you are if you've ever worked as a scroll saw artist, like it's just a lot because it's so fine and so detailed but it, i'm sure it'll, i know it'll be gorgeous when you're done it's just like i look at that i'm like oh, I, yeah. oh god that's so much but 
maybe you need i know that it's i'm just so sick because i saw that and i was like cause I, you know everyone knows that i like to just be super extra and i like to just kind of put myself through torture but i like it like it's like a fun pain because i'm a sociopath <laughs> and i'm like this will be but i like you know if i can focus and like and i budgeted out like a certain number of minutes like per name and like i put it through a calculator and all these like different options and stuff so i mean it'll be worth like price is like worth my like it's worth it'll be worth my time like I'm pricing it very very adequately um and I'm like I'm like this will be like probably the coolest piece of my woodworking career like I can't imagine doing something like more intricate than this literally ever (laughs) so um full send but the other one's gonna be really cool too um and he's a woodworker friend of mine or from high school um cool when I was in robotics but I haven't shared it. It's actually very, it's kind of vulgar, not vulgar, but like a bad word. So, but it's going to be like, I'm going to do like intarsia and like a bunch of different hardwoods and it's like a cool shape and it's, I'm just really excited. He's like super pumped. Interesting. He, he's he's the one that to told me. me to sign it on the, he's like, I want you to sign oh. the front, like, sta- like, fa- like whatever, like your name on the front. And I'm like, they'll ruin it. He's like, no, it won't. <laughs> Oh, that's like, kind oh. of a cool concept, though, because it's true. It's like really all nice. artists in He's the like, history I of time your signature. their pieces, and like yep. sign makers yeah. usually sign the back because it's like you don't want to ruin ruin the aesthetic, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like I don't know, Remington never signed the back of his paintings, you know. He signed the the. Yeah, because then nobody, he's like, well, nobody would see it. And I'm like, that's the point. I don't want people to see my signature. So he's like, well, we can compromise with like a plaque next to it. And I was like, that's like a museum. That's almost weirder. I don't know. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, then I want like a business card holder for your business card. Like, oh, I'm like, it's just very like wholesome. I was like, this is just such like a refreshing thing for people to like, I don't know. I was I put I put it on my story because I was like, if you're a maker and you see this, like know that there are people like this out there and they exist. And you should You're be perfect. Your ideal client does exist. And like speaking yes. of your ideal client, like that is something that on the Patreon that we well, by the time you listen to this, the Patreon will be passed, but we'll do more workshops and stuff like this. But branding and like how we built a business and stuff like part of that is figuring out who your ideal client is and then creating your brand around that to serve your ideal client because it's when you start to serve people that you actually want to serve and do work that you actually want to do it makes it more valuable and more meaningful so like it's a perfect example when Jess is talking about her ideal client her ideal work it's like she's she's put that out there and all of a sudden yeah. that's what's coming to her like it's so cool so. I say it all the time and I'm like well I haven't really shown it a lot recently because I haven't really been taking orders and then because I haven't really wanted the orders because I haven't been able to like clear my head you know and then the second I did my manifest and then all the clients have been there literally every single one of the new orders that I've gotten are people that are like literally like I will like I will pay you I want you like I trust you like don't even sh-. he's like don't even show me don't even show me mm. the woods that you're gonna he's like I trust you and the other guy's like yeah he's like I would absolutely invest that for work from you because your work is like all that stuff I'm just like it, it kind of I kind of got that like flare of like imposter syndrome I was like what are you talking about and I'm like I don't even know how to respond to that I'm gonna go turtle and just like kind of hide myself <laughs> turtle and and then I'm like this is exactly what we preach all the time like it's just it was it kind of came full circle it was really cool because it's That's been awesome. a minute since I've taken or- new orders and or like, yeah, you know, queuing them up, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm I excited for you. For That'll be good. Cool, cool, Shanks. cool. Shanks. Yeah, perfect. 
perfect, perfect. Yeah. What about you? How is um, your how are your candles going? Other than amazing. Good. I mean, we we're I'm only in the pre-sale phase, like the pre-order phase. So by the time that you guys listen to this, it'll be open to the text club and everybody else. It'll be like full blast, full send. But I highly recommend if you want to put an order in. Um, I would. I haven't do it put my order in yet. Later. So you have to. You should mm-hmm. do it like right after this for real. I know. Because I have, I have my I have um, my cart open in a tab right now. Okay, because like. Yeah. Usually by the time I do a text club, like uh, we'll do a pretty big chunk of sales from the text club. And then I usually the day after I send out a text, I'll post a TikTok. And depending on the algorithm and how it picks it up, um, you know, we, but there's an old TikTok on my algor- on my like uh, feed right now that's been re-picking up momentum randomly. So like I've been having sales from that old TikTok. But anyways, um it's been going well. I'm I'm looking forward to like what is that? I'm looking forward to fall and like fall and obviously Christmas are the busiest seasons for me and so like really trying to be very mindful of how I manage my time, how I manage myself, like being very diligent about tasks day to day because I know last year was chaotic and messy. Um because it was my first year full time in candle in the candle world. And so like this year I'm better prepared for what to expect. But um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the year because like today even, like it's rainy out, it's kind of overcast and those are my favorite days to pour because it just feels so homey and like fall for me, especially on days when it's kind of crummy out. It's just, it gives me an excuse to really like hunker into my studio and want to be here versus like summer. It's always like so nice outside and warm and I crave to be outside. So like, I really enjoy this time of year with my business, even though it's going to get, um, you know, controlled controlled but chaotic you know if that makes sense yeah organized Um, controlled chaos chaos. yeah organized chaos is about to ensue but like I also I told Jess I was like I'm gonna talk about my fridge because like nobody cares that I got a refrigerator except for me but here's the thing is like if you followed on Instagram my journey of studios and like the saga that has been I used to be in like a very small studio which I rented um you know, as a starter studio, I quickly outgrew it. So I moved into this new studio that they remodeled for me. And my eventual plan is to have like a full kitchenette in here. And so that when like people come to help me pack that everybody has a place to make their lunch. And I like envision like having a little panini press and like, I don't know, I just, I know what it was like to feel very undervalued as an employee. You know, I think we all know what that's like. And so for Mm -hmm. me, like anytime anybody wants to come work with me, I just want to like shower them with all of the amenities that I wish I had when I was an employee of some place and just be like, you know, so like I got this refrigerator, it's a full size fridge and I've been waiting for it for a long time because A, like financially, it just hasn't been a priority, but B, I didn't have the space to put a full-sized refrigerator in but like now I have a place like people can bring their lunch or bring their favorite beverages and like eventually I'll build this kitchenette around it and it's just gonna be like home away from home and I know like I put on my stories I was like I know it's just a refrigerator but like to me it's so symbolic of taking one more step in the direction of where I want this business to be and and not only like financially or from a consumer standpoint but like internally like what I want to provide for people that take the time to come work for me and like always being really mindful of trying to pair 
trying to pay like the most fair wage that I can at the time of my business, you know, and I, I'm always trying to give people raises who've been there for me for, from the beginning. And like, I really am trying to just be an employer that, that you never um, had shop that I never had and like showers people with appreciation and like, you know, I hope that comes through. So yeah, the refrigerator, it's a refrigerator, but also it's symbolic of, of what I'm trying to build and like, you know, provide for not only myself, but the people that come and help. And so I'm really excited about that. I went to TJ Maxx this morning because I had to get baskets um, for like, usually this time of year, especially like people ask for like charity baskets and stuff. And I always have X amount of candles set aside that I can donate. So I had to go get some baskets this morning and stock up. And I really had to restrain myself from buying all the fall stuff and decorating my studio because, because I still have like boxes and like all this crap everywhere that I'm like, until you get your studio organized, you're not allowed to decorate. And it's just been <laughs> chaotic in that way. But yeah. So, um, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I'd like to support Wilson house candles. Um, you can go to wilsonhousecandles.com and there's multiple codes that you can use for a percentage off, but Wilson house 15, um, will get you 15% off orders of $50 or more. Um, obviously the fall and winter collections are going to be full swing. So you can use that the duration of the year. And I'm excited to just raise as much money as I can for animal rescue while maintaining my sanity. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. Um, keep an eye out for October because in October I have these really stellar, like they're so cool. At least I think they're cool. They're skull jars and I'll have like those in October. And then November I'll introduce the wooden dough bowls, which are really beautiful and like nice for that, you know, harvest time of year the thanksgiving you know style and then in the winter i have like in december i have christmas um themed boxes so i give away you know every month essentially for like wilson house i include a different treat for everybody and i have these like boxes that i make it's an experience so i just recommend and actually it's so funny tabby if you're listening i just literally got your order it just like showed up on my phone <laughs> So like, it's so funny because I'm like, just looked at my phone. I was like, Tabby placed an order. And I'm like, oh, Tabby. Hello. Um, Hi, Tabby. Hi, Tabby. So anyways, uh, yeah, so that's what's been going on with that. Um, Otherwise, let's see. Was there anything else? I'm just still working my way through coaching. We're coming up on the third week of that. So after this next week, there'll be two sessions left with everybody. And then I'll open it up to, you know, a paid transaction of coaching, I guess, like where I feel comfortable enough after working with several people for some time to actually open that up as an option. Um, so I guess if you guys are interested in that, you just watch for that. I'll mention it in the podcast as that time comes up too, if anyone wants to work with me and building upon that, like always keep an eye out too, if you're a woodworker and you want to work with Jess because she always has limited spots open for her maker mentorship too. On to the topic of the day, topic. which, yeah. Um, how one person can change the world essentially, which sounds really heavy, but I think both Jess and I have two trains of thought on this. Like there's a global level impact in which people can make an activism or politics or, um, 
you know, just being a face of something, but then on a micro level, we break it down. So Jess, I know that you have some people that you want to talk about more on like a macro level. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have probably people are going to be like, well, that's out of left field, but it'll make sense once I go through it. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I think I figured I could do like a little rapid fire because I know you've talked about some of these like on the Daily Dash or not these exact people, but similar like people like household names, like names that we I would be very surprised if people listening did not know in some fashion. And these are all people that, you know, I think it, it kind of comes down to like grit and tenacity like we've talked about where it's like a lot of these people failed or they like should like they face so many things and shouldn't have gotten to where they were. But now you know, like they're known by basically everybody. Like Oprah was a good example. Steve Harvey was a, like a great example. Um, and I have a few here and, you know, like she said, there's different, I mean, there's different kind of aspects to this. There's people that, you know, like the names that we know, and then there's also the people that influenced them that you might not know their names, but like they kind of started this, this domino effect of, mm-hmm. of chain. Like, you know, who, who, you know, like the names that we don't know, but if it wasn't for them, who knows if these people would have been became who they are today and influenced mm-hmm. the people that they have. So you never, ever know whose candle you might light, whether it's you or someone else. And um, I think it's just a really powerful thing. But I'm just going to rapid fire some of these and talk about them really quickly just to kind of get get your mind going. And then, like Morgan said, she's got some really cool takes on things. But um and again while kind of researching for this episode there were people here that I didn't really fully I mean obviously I know their names but didn't know that they you know they they faced so many different failures and whatever and you know here they are so one of them's Henry Ford which we all know Ford Motor Company you see the cars every single day (laughs) whether you like them or not it's a huge company and it's you know, I mean, I've had a Ford before and, and there's a bunch of other stuff too, but Henry Ford, um, he, he had, I think he went bankrupt like five times before making it. He had a bunch of different businesses, failed miserably, um, like couldn't get people to like invest. He like should have failed, eventually made Ford Motor Company. Boom. There you go. Walt Disney is actually a really cool one too. Cause he, um, I mean, everyone knows Walt Disney, right? But he had been fired from a place called Kansas City Star because his cartoons weren't creative enough. <laughs> then he went and made Mickey Mouse and um, it ended up, you know, snowballing into what we know today. And what I thought was really funny is his company actually ended up buying Kansas City Star later on. So kind of came full mm-hmm. circle and, and bought the people that failed. But like, it's like you think about what, like, there's so many people I know personally or have seen that like they their life is Disney like they love Disney like imagine if this guy would have not you know like how many lives he's changed and then those people like they're they've taken their kids there and had the best experience and people like you know like Disney is like their thing and same with um Harry Potter I mean I think people might people might know her story and or maybe not but I remember when I first heard it, I, I, they didn't put her name on it. I just saw this, like, I don't know, animated video on, on my Facebook feed one time. And it was, like, this woman. She's, like, divorced. Like, so poor. She can't even afford groceries. She's got a daughter. She's so depressed. Like, I think she tried taking her life. Like, all this stuff. And it was J.K. Rowling before she wrote Harry Potter. She 
when she wrote her first manuscript, it was rejected over 12 times by the London publishers. And I mean, think about, I mean, I know so many people who like Harry Potter has like genuinely changed their life. You know, like she, she's, she went from being at the lowest of lows to being, I think one of the richest women in the world from all of her Harry Potter, everything. So, um, I know you talked about Oprah before and how she Love Oprah. You know, overcame like so much. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Um, but, man, who else? I mean, there's just so many. I've got notes here. But, um, I mean, there's, I mean, Benjamin Franklin. Like, he, he was only educated until he was 10 years old. His parents couldn't afford to educate him any further than that. And he ended up inventing, like, bifocal glasses and, like, being a founding father and inventing, like, all of these things. And he literally didn't even have school past 10, 10 years old. It's like, mm-hmm. imagine, like, imagine if some of these people just, like, you just, like, I think we take some of, like, their names for granted. You're like, oh, yeah, like, that person. Like, they're just one person. They're just one person. We're all just one person. But, like, that doesn't mean you can't have an, a huge impact. I think, too, for people, it seems so far away, like, so unattainable. Like, people like Oprah or people like Henry Ford or Albert Einstein or Mozart because it's they're so profoundly impactful on not only of their era, of their time, but on top of that, on the trajectory of history and the composure of music or how mathematics are perceived or how houses are built or how politics are played out right like their influence will stand the test of time in in the way that there is a piece of them that will be in every aspect of what happens from the moment that they you know started developing all of these things into everything because they have such profound impact on their areas of study or expertise or joy that it has rippled into so much of history, into so much of what is the fabric that makes culture that you could never take them out because if you took them out, who knows what else would come crumbling down that has come of what they started, you know, of what they began to build. Like if you say like all of a sudden you snapped your fingers and Walt Disney didn't cease to exist, like he was never part of history culturally what would that mean you know like culturally Mm -hmm. for the united states in particular where we have disney world at disneyland how many children would be robbed of the experience of seeing their favorite character at the park or going to these rides and like i know as a child i was in awe like i went several times that was you know like it was a big deal it was Disney World, Disneyland, those were big deals because, you know, it it took a lot to get there and it was just so magical and the whole experience of it. And it's like, those are some of the most, those are some of the fondest memories I have with my dad as a child. And like, what, what would that mean to have Mm -hmm. never had that? That makes a difference, you know? And so it's like, you can't put a measurement on the impact that these people had but then yeah, you know I mean, we look at it yeah. on like a granular level like you and me for example it's just like yeah. well, I could never be that big I can never have that much impact and it's like 
maybe not in that way, but also you never know the impact that you will have. And it's impossible mm-hmm. to know the impact that you will have. And so I don't want to interrupt what you were saying. No, or that, like, no that was amazing. I mean, cause like I even think, and like, again, like it's, you know, you think, well, yeah, it's Walt Disney, but like, again, <laughs> he was just a normal person. And now right. like, I mean, there's those video, like the movies, Disney movies, and the cartoons like those are those have been those are like a huge part of my childhood like they oh, brought so many people to together day. to this day yeah. I, I mean I'm so excited for the new Disney movies come, like I will go watch them as an adult you know like it's just yeah culturally like it's effect I genuinely feel like it's affected like everybody in some way shape or form because it's just like part of our culture and you know in in a way and it's like again that was just a it was just a regular guy that got fired and like just drew and he just did it you know and it's I think too like we put these people up on a pedestal but when you really look at at it on a granular level on a on on just like a humanity level it's just like it's just one person like it's Mm -hmm. one person who decided to do something with their life that had meaning and value to them and pursue something that undoubtedly all of those people that you mentioned pursued what they were meant to pursue in this world right and like so many Mm -hmm. of them could have been Mozart was told he was bad at composing Albert Einstein was told he was stupid in high school and actually Mm -hmm. dropped out you know like all Mm -hmm. these people could have listened to that narrative and like the creator of FedEx could have not created FedEx because he got a C on his paper when he wrote the the initial plan for FedEx he was told it would never work or Henry Ford failed how many times before he created the Model T or whatever. You know, it's like there's so much failure in all of these people's paths, but it was like they still pursued what they were meant to do. It was authentically for them. And like, I think we can think of impact on the world in two ways, or at least this is how I look at it is like you have like global impact, right? Like these people undoubtedly globally impacted the world and every single person in it in some way even if it's by a degree of separation they've impacted the world whether it's the music you listen to was influenced by Mozart in some some capacity even if it's like a a little itty bitty micro atom of influence there is influence there because without him music wouldn't be the same or the car that we drive the transportation that we have the imagination that we allow children to have via Walt Disney or Harry Potter or, you know, Bernstein bears or whatever it is. It's like somebody created that. Mm -hmm. So we, these people are responsible for such global impact. And then you look at it and you think, what about me and how, how in the world could I ever impact? And there's what I like to think too, is like silent impact on the world or prolonged effects that you'll never know that you had so Mm -hmm. once again you know just had these these examples of people who had these macro level changes in the world and um there's people that have changed the course of history and not only in wholesome ways but catastrophic and absolutely devastating ways as well and we can usually put people in two camps. Either you had like a positive impact on the world or you had a detrimental impact. And like, I know this might sound completely out of left field, but like somebody that I wrote about and I know, like I really struggled with this because I was like, should I even talk about this? But it's like, yes, because A, it's such a piece of global history that cannot be ignored. But also, you know, the people that just talked about all had what I would consider mostly a positive effect on the world. And so- somebody that I actually highlighted 
which stay with me here because it's going to come full circle because it takes one person's beliefs or decisions and their actions and it can change the trajectory of an entire planet, right? So a profound example of this in the worst and the most heart-wrenching way is Hitler. And not only did he murder six million people through the web of his command, but he influenced how many more to fill their heart with hatred in in the worst way, in the most culturally impactful way. There was not only death, but there was death of character and soul in the world because people chose to participate in his rhetoric. And that is the power of one person, right? That was one person who spewed hatred and somehow was able to impact the globe. And he created a global spider web of conflict and anguish. And he inflicted such mass pain to the world. And yes, you know, you think about quite obviously he was responsible for the genocide of 6 million people, but then you like pull back on that a little bit more too. And he wiped out entire families and we'll never know what those families would have done had they not been wiped out. Right. It changes the entire trajectory of a planet because if that one person who was an accountant wouldn't have been murdered, who knows what that accountant would have done or, you know, and that's just like one person, but he literally, he, he murdered 6 million people. But then also, you know, the world war that impacted the entire world, you know, like you have people in England and the United States and all over Europe and all over the globe who's, you know, dad went off to war and never came home. So then you have these little kids growing up in households where their dad never came back and they didn't have their father. And to the day that they're on their deathbed, that's going to impact them because their entire lens of life is shifted because they lost their dad or they lost somebody close to them that was in the war. You never know how that one missing puzzle piece of a family changes the trajectory of not only that family, but everybody in that community. And then furthermore, everybody from that community out into the world, right? So like when we're talking about impact, one person was res- was ultimately responsible for that rhetoric that changed an entire world. So, and and for those people who did survive, many of them were sole survivors of an entire extended family. And that is radical and it's it's horrifying to say at the very least, and at the core of it, the nucleus of it was one man's hatred that radiated to everybody around him. He was toxic. He poisoned the world and still to this day continues to poison the world. There are people that still cling to that rhetoric, right? So his impact will forever change everything about the world and to this day will continue to impact even people well beyond his lifetime. And so out of all of that pain and out of all of that absolutely horrifying, tragic time of history, you have someone like Edith Eager. And she was living in Hungary. She was a teenager in 1944. And her and her family were sent to Auschwitz, which is one of, I don't think I even have to say this, but it's one of the most notorious and heinous death camps that existed under the Nazi regimen. So she miraculously survived. Her story is bananas. Like 
she has several books that go into depth about her story, but she ultimately was on death's door. She was placed into a pile of dead bodies. She moved her hand and an American soldier ended up seeing her. She was taken from that pile of dead bodies, nursed back to health. She, you know, obviously, long story short, she ends up eventually migrating to immigrating to the United States of America. She gets her degree in psychology. She advances her career um, and she writes multiple books on her experience of what it was like to live in one of the most heinous concentration camps ever known to exist to man, what it was like to be the only survivor of her family. And she helps other people through her stories and through her books and through her psychology heal their own trauma. And so the impact of one person, starting with Hitler, you know, transpires to the impact that Edith Eager has on so many other people healing from their own trauma and telling the story that she had and impacting people in her own way, right? And so she explains that the worst prison that she experienced is not the prison that Nazis put her in, but the one that she created for herself and the prison within her own mind. And so she has multiple books in which she just helps people work their way through that via her survival stories and her academic expertise. So I could go on and on and on and provide so many examples of people who changed the world on a global level, you know, i.e., you know, Hitler, but then also Edith Eager, who took that experience and has changed lives, saved lives, and it would be never ending, right? But like, I also think of someone like Malala, and it's, she's the youngest recipient of the Nobel Prize at just 17 years old for her activism. And Jane Goodall, a primatologist who's been an advocate and activist for chimpanzees and conservation of the environment that they live in. And to this day, she's still traveling around the world, educating and spreading awareness and influencing the next generation to step up and step into conservation because it's so important. So you have these people who are in the spotlight, right? The people who are the face of influence. But then I want to start to break it down because... Those people are the face of influence for the globe for, you know, PR purposes, for lack of better term. But then you start to peel back the layers of it and you think, well, why was Malala the way she was? And you look at her story and she is from Pakistan, which is a country that primarily values the education of boys over women, uh, girls. Girls do not have access to education in the way that boys do. Um, for a variety of reasons, but her father was a teacher for girls, specifically girls for all girls schools, because he believed that they should have equal opportunity to boys. So her father influenced Malala to also speak out about that, which ultimately got her shot in the head, which she survived and went on to be an activist for the entire world and spread her message. But the face behind Malala is her father who influenced her to have those thoughts. And do you think that by him just standing in his beliefs and saying, I believe that young girls should have an education too, that he would ever think that my daughter is going to go on and change the trajectory and the narrative of the world surrounding girls and education in these underdeveloped countries? 
Like, I'm sure he never went into his job in this world thinking that his actions were eventually going to influence the change of the world. And I think that that is the power. I think when we start to think about like all these global people, I think those are really amazing examples. But then you start to peel back the layers and you realize there's people behind that that simply were just existing and being as they are that influenced the spot, the people in the spotlight. And so these people that I'm talking about are more of like silent contributors that I spoke about in the beginning, right? Like there's a silent effect that just by them existing and believing in what they believe and holding their values that they've influenced somebody of status eventually to take that into their own and to use that platform to educate the world. But it's just a mom or it's just a dad or it's just a sister. Or it's just a cousin or somebody close to these people who influence them in some way. Maybe it's a teacher, right? And so my point is that we will never know and no one will ever know just by you being you and practicing compassion and practicing authenticity and practicing what brings you joy and really embodying that, you'll never know the impact that that could actually have on the world. You very well may be the person in the spotlight someday changing the world, but you also may very well be the person who influenced somebody to be in the spotlight and change the world, right? And so I like here's a here's another example. I was having a conversation with one of my mentees the other day, and we were talking about her business and one of the causes that's very near and dear to her heart is suicide prevention and awareness. And we were talking about how she could take her business and assign that message to her business. And we were just kind of talking about, you know, talking all sorts of things, brainstorming. But one of the things we talked about was, what if on your business card, on the back of your business card, you had a message, just something like, you matter, you belong here, your light belongs in the world, something like that with a QR code or a phone number or a text number that somebody could call if they were feeling like they were at their wits end and could not go another day, were toying with the idea of ending their life, etc. And so it's like you never know just by being an advocate for that. Somebody takes your business card, they put it in their wallet. Obviously, this is all hypothetical, but it's like that person's having a horrible day one year later and they're thinking about ending their life and they happen to open their wallet and they see this prevention hotline number that you had on your business card, you never know, even if it's just one person that you saved, right? Like you might never know that just by educating and spreading awareness about something that matters to you. And then it's like, you know, obviously this is all completely made up, but that's kind of the beauty of it is like, what if that person who saw that business card now ends up going to high schools where kids are bullied and even elementary schools where kids are ending their life in elementary school, kids that are eight and nine years old who are ending their lives because the bullying is so bad. What if that person ends up going and being a motivational speaker and and prevents a little kid from ending their life? All because it started with Mm -hmm. you putting something on a business card because it mattered to you. Right. And so those are all silent effects of how one person can change the world, because maybe not the world on a global level, but the world in one person at a time, because just like how Hitler wiped out an entire populations, you'll never know what that little girl would have done with her life had she not been murdered. Right. Like that little girl could have ended up being a Nobel Peace 
prize winner or yeah. um, finding a cure for a, cancer. Like you find, never know. Exactly. Like you never know. And so I think that's kind of the beauty of looking at how you change the world as by just being authentically you and being kind and compassionate. And there's a theory that I want to talk about, and it's called the butterfly effect. And it's kind of a wild ride. So hold on, buckle up. Edward Lorenz, he's a meteorology professor at MIT, and he's described as being a very uh, timid, very quiet professor, um, you know, very reserved. But he was running a simulation on his computer for weather patterns, right? Because he's a meteorology professor. That's what he does. He puts numbers in the computer to predict the weather. So he enters some numbers into a computer simulation program. He gets up and gets a cup of coffee while this while the computer is running calculations. And when he returns, he notices a result that would change the course of science and the way that we look at the smallest of variables. So this computer model that he ran is based on like 12 variables, and it represents things like temperature and wind speed. And all of these things are depicted on these graphs as lines and they rise or fall over time, right? So as he is putting these numbers in before he gets up and gets his cup of coffee, he takes one of these numbers that was 0.506127 and he cut off half of it. So he changed the variable from 0.506127 to just 0.506, right? So like the most micro level of a difference, this tiny, tiny, tiny variable. He goes and gets his cup of coffee. And when he comes back, he realizes that this teeny tiny alteration that he made drastically transformed the entire pattern of the program over a span of two months of simulated weather. So not just the next day, but two months of simulated weather, this tiny little itty bitty variable that he just quickly changed, it changes changes the trajectory of the weather for two months in this simulation. And so at the unexpected result led Lorenz to a powerful insight about the way that nature works, which is the smallest of variables, the smallest of changes can have the largest consequences. And this idea became known as the butterfly effect, which it comes to be called that because he suggests that something as small as the flap of a butterfly's wings would cause a tornado could potentially cause a tornado. Something as small as a butterfly flapping its wings has enough of a variable to eventually create a tornado somewhere else in the world. And this theory has gained a lot of momentum with mathematicians and scientists, and this eventually filtered into pop culture. But to this day, he himself says, even today, I'm unsure of the proper answer, right? Like nobody can in invariably, like undoubtedly prove this theory. It's just simply a, fe- a theory. But the value of the question is the larger point that it evokes, which is that nature itself is highly sensitive to tiny changes. So why am I telling that story? It's because my point in telling you that story is so too is humanity. And you'll never know, you will never, ever, ever know how one small act of compassion, how one small act of kindness, one small variable in your day could change the trajectory of the world. The larger the gesture of impact intended, the larger the impact on the world. Like if you think about that, it's like, you know, you could say a compliment to somebody in passing. There's just something about you. You have great energy. It changes the way they think about themselves and they interact differently with somebody at work. 
And that person that they interact differently with at work now has a different perspective, a different pep in their step for that day. And they go home and maybe they don't yell at their kid that night. And the kid goes, wow, that was the first night I haven't been yelled at in a long time. And then they go to school and they start to get better grades. Like you just literally, I mean, this is all made up, but it's just like, you just never know how deep and wide something so small and simple can do as long as you're doing it with kindness and compassion, right? Obviously the flip side of that is, there are small things that can change the world in a catastrophic way too, i.e. somebody influenced Hitler along the way. Somebody told him, introduced a belief system to him that was absolutely detrimental and catastrophic to the whole of human history. That is my point in telling the Hitler story is because it starts with one person, but it starts with one person. That's the simplicity of it. So you can change the world one person at a time, one mission at a time, one act of kindness at a time. And Jess and I have always said that in doing this podcast, even if we just helped one person, it's worth it because we understand the power of one, the impact of one, and the series of events that can happen when one person's perception for what's available to them changes. There's also a theory that I want to talk about called six degrees of separation. And this is the idea that anyone on the planet is connected to any single other person on the planet through a chain of acquaintances of no more than five links, which is six degrees. And this is also referred to as the small world phenomenon. So if we lean into this theory that your existence alone is actually so intimately tied to the globe via a small chain of acquaintances, how wild is that? That you, by six degrees of separation, are connected to somebody over in India. And Jess, I guarantee that you are connected to somebody through India because I was in India. So I have an acquaintance. I have, you know, multiple acquaintances in India. You undoubtedly don't even know that, but that's the impact, right? Is like, you could say something to me. I could put something on my Facebook that could reach the person in India that I know, and that could change something that they believe. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Especially with social media. I mean, you're, you're so like, we're so, so connected. I think we forget that like the the phone and the internet and whatever we have in our hands Mm -hmm. is like, you have like access to so many people and Mm -hmm. like, you can, you can completely change someone's life and you don't even know it. I mean, even in healthcare, I mean, think about all the times, even I, I, I didn't really think about it until you were talking, but like, I mean, there's people that I like, you know, not even just people that were maybe suicidal or whatever, but I mean, there's people who's who are having a heart attack or people who may not, not even have like, you know, something crazy going on. But like, you know, like you changed their life on that day. You know, you maybe you saved their life. Maybe you offered them a new perspective. And I'm just thinking just from my healthcare times. But I mean, and that can happen outside of healthcare too. I mean, there's literally so many every single day is an opportunity to do something mm-hmm. like that yeah I think the yeah gifts, and the, like the 29 gifts has been a highlight of that too a hundred percent because here's the thing is like when you combine the two theories of the butterfly effect and the six degrees of separation that you could never actually predict how much your presence alone on this planet can influence what happens. And I keep saying the trajectory of the globe or the trajectory of the planet, but it's true. Like your existence in this world changes the dynamic that everybody else on this planet exists in because without your existence, it changes everyone around you and everyone around you changes somebody else around them, right? So you combine these two effects and 
it starts with one person at a time, with one interaction at a time. And you ask yourself, this is something I think is really important. And what I what I want to drive home from from what I'm saying, you ask yourself, what problem do I want to be a part of solving? And you start there. Because can you imagine a world in which everyone was working towards solving an issue of humanity if we all became a little less self-absorbed and more aware of what is going on around us and how we can, even if it's just something as I want to be an example of what kindness and compassion can look like on a daily basis in the smallest of ways. And when Jess brings up 29 gifts, I think that's an amazing example because that is the essence of the book as I read it, as I go through the practice, right? And it's what I've come to realize is in the participation of it is that ultimately, this is like my big takeaway from the book. And I will talk about this more in depth in the book club. But all anybody wants in this world, no matter who you are, no matter your socioeconomic status, no matter where on the planet you live, no matter what your culture is, no matter what your race is, your gender, whatever, all anybody wants in this world is to feel seen and heard. That's all anybody wants. So when you make a point in your day to do 29 gifts and you make somebody else in your day feel seen or heard or valued or acknowledged, that can mean so much to that person because maybe they haven't felt seen or heard or valued in years. And your small gesture that you think is flippant or not that big of a deal, it might just be the thing that finally makes them feel like, wow, she sent me flowers today. Nobody's ever sent me flowers. You know, wow, she sent me a book today. Wow, that stranger complimented me on my lipstick shade. Or I mean, you know, you just, it. no act of kindness is too small. And so when you want to talk about changing the world, it starts just with the smallest of things. And, you know, maybe some actions will eventually lose their power exponentially, right? Like maybe someone telling me my lipstick is a pretty shade isn't going to carry me to the end of my life with on a a magic carpet, right? But But there's others that gain momentum, right? So somebody says, I love your energy as a compliment. That might be the magic carpet ride that I take all the way to the end of my life and say, that person said they loved my energy. And so now I share my energy more and I'm more vulnerable with people around me because that one person told me my energy mattered. So some acts of kindness, some gestures of kindness that you can provide build conversations. They build relationships. They build connections. They build new perceptions for people. And you can never fully understand the magnitude that your presence on this planet has. And as long as you do things with kindness and compassion and authenticity and joy, and you don't spread hatred or insecurities or anything like that onto other people, your impact on the world is going to be more powerful than you could ever actually fathomably understand. And so, yes, there's people that have had global changes, both in the most glorious ways and the most heinous of ways. But who knows what your impact has in the long term of the world? You just can never know that. So that is the point. That's the takeaway, I think. Mm-hmm. I have one more example. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> You're going to hate me. <laughs> but two years ago, Probably. this woman I knew decided to try pouring candles <laughs> in her kitchen. <laughs> and what a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> and in all seriousness, she... I mean, what is it? Sixty six over sixty six thousand dollars you've donated to Animal Rescue. I mean, I can't even do the math at how many, like, animals you've saved. Like, literally saved their lives. And then if you think (laughs) I'm gonna start crying, (laughs) but like, (laughs) think about like all the families that adopt those dogs that were that were like on death row, and like all the joy that those animals like brought those families like. They wouldn't have done that <laughs> if you didn't make candles. I, uh, I mean, I. It's like so humbling. You know the thing. Okay, that's such a kind thing to extend into this episode. Like the acknowledgement of that. Um, like it genuinely, truly is because, like, I find such value in what I do, and like I. I think when I do what I do and when I get on this podcast behind the microphone, I don't look at myself as what I preach to other people, which like I tell everybody your impact, your you matter, right? Like your presence on this in on this planet matters. And then when I turn the mirror and face it to myself, I'm like, yeah, you've done some pretty cool things, right? Like that's neat. But it's like, I think part of that is that I'm no different than anybody else. And like, that's how I view that's it. That's the beauty is that, of it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, right? Like, that's the beauty of it is like, I take great pride in what I have accomplished so far, but I also know that there's so much room for other people who need to hear and see their own potential and their own value. And that's the beauty of it is that everybody can contribute. Like, oh, yeah, it it's an honor that you, you know, th- put me in the ring there. That was really kind. But it's but so it's real. Like, I mean, I can only think of like the ripple, like the ripple effect is like insane. I mean, all the people that that affected that you they will never know who you are. Like those people, people that didn't have to put down a dog that day the people that got to Mm. you know go adopt a dog and bring it home to their kids and like the dogs that could meet other dogs and have dog friends like there's just like such a ripple effect that like I'm sure you don't really think about and like I don't really think about ripple effects like that all the time but it's like that literally wouldn't have happened yeah and like that just speaks to the point too for me of like that's why it's so important for people to do what lights them up mm-hmm. and like I know that's not the point of this episode but it all it comes, all comes back full to, circle yeah it all comes full circle and it all comes back to like when you do things that you genu- genuinely enjoy doing mm-hmm. you light up the world because you are operating from a place of joy so inevitably you're going to spread joy to other people like it's it's not an it's not an if it's a when it's like when you do things that bring you joy, you will undoubtedly spread joy to other people around you. And it's, 
that is the power of one. And then you spread joy to other people around you. You are an inspiration. You are an example. You show what can be done when you do that. And then that person says, maybe me too. And then they start to do it. And then they influence somebody. And it's like, you know, and like I even work backwards from like when I did, when I started the candle business, it's like, what influenced me to do that? And it's like, you know, well, Wilson's story, you know, Wilson's story was the heart of it. And it's like, so who was responsible for Wilson? Who brought him into the shelter in the first place? Who went and saved that animal? Like truly, like who went, you know, I don't know what, what Wilson's full story is. All I know is he's from Tennessee and he was horribly abused and malnourished and was in horrible shape. Right. But somebody went in and saved that dog. Somebody, that one, somebody who took a chance on Wilson and said, we'll take him to Wisconsin and see if we can get him adopted out. That one person is now responsible for Wilson house in a way because yeah, that I mean, without that one person doing that, I would have crazy. never adopted Wilson and Wilson wouldn't have existed in my life. And very, very likely I wouldn't have, maybe I would have adopted a different dog, but the story wouldn't have been the same, right? The yeah. the dynamics wouldn't have been the same. So somebody is responsible for saving Wilson. And then who influenced that person? Like, let's work backwards even more. Was it a mom, a sister, an aunt, a dad, a cousin who said, would you help us do animal rescue? Or I think you could be good at this or shared the compassion of animals. Like somebody is responsible for that person working in animal rescue. And that it's like, you can go back through history and almost like draw this web of responsibility for why Wilson house exists in the way that it does. And it's not just a singular person's efforts. It's like this have you ever seen like a neuron under like a microscope or whatever? It's just like so, so webby. Like there's so many webs and layers and like all of these pieces are going out everywhere. And it's like, that's what this is, is it's so much bigger than one person, but it starts with one person, right? Like, but that's the power of it. And like, that's the beauty of it is there's this exponential power of your actions matter and your compassion matters. And I know I keep saying it, but that is the power, right? And like, I listen to podcasts all the time and I I hear these people who have started these businesses or took a chance on themselves, but it was like, they were influenced by somebody to do that. But now they're influencing me to do different things with my business and reach out to people or like Jess, for example, like she's the one that was like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. She's like, no, we no, we should. She's like, and no. I was like, Fine, I will, but you're only if you do it. At it. But it's like, you know, without Jess, this podcast wouldn't exist and you wouldn't be listening to us right now talking about this. And maybe your perception of something about yourself or the potential that you have or where you stand in this world. I mean, I hope that's what you get out of this podcast, but maybe that wouldn't have changed. And that's because of Jess suggesting that, right? Like without Jess, this would not be existing. And so it's, that's the power of one. That's the beauty of it. That is the magic of it. And so don't ever underestimate how much influence and how much you matter in this world, because you'll never fully comprehend it. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. It's the silent Mm -hmm. effect. I hope, what do you think about that episode? What do you think about this episode? That was like mic drop I my, my brain is Hitler- just like <laughs> do you think Hitler- do you think guys Hitler- what she <laughs> she told me about this before the episode she's like yeah I've got some I'm talking about Hitler and I just lost it because like I I was we were still like getting into like the groove of things with the episode because we like talked beforehand and I just it was very like, off the cuff I was just like just to let you know I'm talking about Hitler and she was like what like it was just, like so random I would imagine myself something like I would say and people would just be like you're just so, like don't be stupid Jess like just that like 
and I was like, she probably has like the best and you did like the way to tie it together. And I was like, I never really thought about it that way. Like it just really is like such an example of how one person can have such an effect, good or bad. Hopefully you guys all have good effects, but like, you know, there's obviously people that haven't, but you're just one, one freaking person. And then just thinking back, like the, when you talked about Wilson, like, that's just like, it blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. And like that person that rescued Wilson will probably never know. No, and I yeah, will never know who it is either, right? Like I couldn't there's yeah. no way for me to ever find out like who picked him up, where where they got him, how they found him. Like who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But that one person who took a chance on Wilson uh yeah. is very very much in in part responsible for where I am today, for me leaving an entire career of nursing, right? Like what? Like come on. Like one person that person's never going to know that somewhere down the line the dog that they took out of whatever dumpy place of Tennessee that they rescued that dog from that the person that rescues this dog someday is going to open a candle company, raise money for animal rescue and quit her nursing career. Like that person will never know they're responsible for that, but in essence they are. Yeah. And Crazy, inspire people right? to do the same. Like it's just like such a ripple effect. And I think like and- yeah like and so what are you doing right now that you don't even know like Mm -hmm. just from compassion because that person had compassion Mm -hmm. insane insane i would i wouldn't i mean ridiculous insane in the membrane that's how i feel right now i just like (laughs) i'm like like the woodworking i would have never met you like i'm just like i I, almost everything it makes me nauseous to almost think about to be like too much what (laughs) i'm gonna throw up (laughs) screaming crying throwing up it's It's like crazy like do you guys get it like i hope you're listening and you're like no it really is crazy like or that one like you guys are crazy i know no but it makes sense or it's like the one thing that a teacher told somebody when they were like in fourth grade that influenced them the rest of their life or told them like no, you're really good at science. And the little kid that was like, I'm really good at science. And then ended up going to like MIT or something because the one teacher said something nice to them. It's like, it happens. That happens. Like that influence happens. And like, maybe that person goes and ends up working for NASA. Like that's how my brain thinks is always in these like really extreme ways. But it's like, because that's how it happens though. It's like somebody influenced somebody to do something with their lives and changes the trajectory. And maybe that person goes and invents a different part of something of a spaceship that like changes how we get to mars or something like who we meet a whole knows? race of aliens i mean who knows oh my god <laughs> who knows maybe we end up on mars in 100 years and it's all because a teacher today little told timmy. a little fourth grader yeah little timmy that like wow you're really good at science and the little kid's like oh my god i really am that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me except for my mom <sighs> yeah and right you never know gosh this makes me want to just go like lift a car also i have i have this just like made me think of something really quick is like i just want to say that i'm mad at every single person who listens to this podcast because (laughs) brace yourself because in one of our very first episodes because i made that sound when i was talking about uh braveheart in like one of our first episodes and i said bruce willis and nobody corrected me that it was mel gibson nobody corrected me (laughs) And, and I'm still really mad at everybody because I've been meaning to bring that up for a long, long time. Is I just said Bruce Willis and he's not even in that movie. And nobody said anything to me. I just need to go watch the movie because I didn't say a goddamn thing either. Because, uh, you know, the oh, part where he's geez. like got the blue face paint on and he's like riding. He's like, Rah! like, we're going <laughs> to do it. We're going to conquer him. 
but I said it was Bucillus, and I was so very wrong, and I'm ashamed. And nobody I'm, caught it, or if they did, they didn't. Nobody say caught anything. it. So, anyways, I'm mad okay. at everybody. <laughs> you need to go think about what you've done. You know, y'all need to think about your listening skills. <laughs> that was a test, and you failed. <laughs> That was like literally like our second episode, dude. People are probably I, like, like, I don't, don't remember. I'm gonna have to go. I'll go. I'll go find it. It's really funny, but I I don't know why that just made me like bring that up. I think because I screamed in the mic again, and the last time I did that, I made a <laughs> horrible error. <laughs> Anyways, I hope that everyone Loud feels noises. inspired to go be nice today to somebody that maybe you didn't think needed it or you know it's just including it's, it's yourself. like really al- including yourself like you are you matter you're worthy and just like your existence I know this is like such an annoying soapbox I don't care it's like your yeah, existence just by you being on this planet means you're worthy right like your worthiness does not depend on anything except for you just being here and showing up and that's all you have to do and like do it with the whole heart and authentic authentic authentically <laughs> I need to go. I love you. Authentically. On that note. On that yes, note. For real. So um, we'll chest. see you guys next time for episode 20. Okay. Well, okay. Follow us at the Dropouts FM. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs>